the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, happy, happy day after Christmas to you, and uh, welcome to the Todd Starks radio program. We are live. Border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. And uh, we're going to have a great time this week, ladies and gentlemen. A lot going on. Um, I'll be uh, hosting, filling in for Chris Salcedo on uh, Newsmax, the main channel. Uh, So uh, we'll talk about that in just a little while. Uh, But all this week, uh, I've decided to uh, be here behind the microphone uh, so we can hang out together and ring in the new year, 2024, Um, There's a lot of news going on around the nation. Uh, Write down our telephone number. You will need this if you plan on calling in today, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. And we've got the whole gang here in Memphis, which is sort of exciting. Uh, We have uh, Dylan and we have uh, the lovely Grace Baker, who made it in from Chicago. You know, I was really concerned, Grace, that you weren't going to make it here. I, I was I was covering the news and they, they the the bulletins came out that the pro Hamas mob was blocking uh, the entrances to Chicago O'Hare Airport. Well, thankfully driving helped, so I didn't have to really worry about them. But I saw that and I was like, Phew, made it just made it out just in time." Well, that's Louise. Good. So you you spent Christmas down in Dixie, as they say. Yes, exactly. All right. By the way, tell Dylan we have to we still we're still playing Christmas music this week. Oh. Right, we don't Through do it. Year. Yeah, we don't do it a lot, but at least yeah, up until you know Friday. I feel like you can keep your Christmas tree out until New New Year's Day, but after that, I'm kind of like it's got to come down. Really, you know, yeah, some people some people keep their trees up forever. It's not the same. It's it's not. It's not. <laughs> and the lights, the whole nine yards. Yeah, you got to take it down. I was uh, I was watching. The, these people are very kind. They're very good hearted people. I don't know who they are, but they're uh, they're decorating homes for the military veterans for Christmas. And all I could think of was, okay, but are they going to take them back down? Yeah, right? that's the real thing. That's what I'm telling you. I see these signs. They're like, we'll hang up you know, Christmas lights. Obviously, pay them. But I've just thought, man, it's really not putting them up. That's kind of fun. Taking them down is what nobody wants to do. Oh, that's a chore. So did Santa, was Santa good to you this year? Yes, and to Little Merlot, Santa Paws. Oh, really? Santa yes. Wait, Santa who? Santa Paws. Santa Paws. Yes, Santa's what is, dog. is that a thing? That's, I mean... For people with dogs, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I wasn't sure. I, I, I got don't lots know. of treats and uh, squeaky toys. By the way, speaking of uh, squeaky toys um, and treats, the uh, the biggest story, I, I think the national news story, I'll be talking about this on Newsmax, from Bartlett, Tennessee, 
where the police were summoned to St. Francis Hospital. I don't know if you've heard this story, but they found a giant beaver a in beaver. the a beaver in the hospital. How did he end up there? I don't know. I don't. Maybe so the, somebody had a pet beaver. So the beavers wandering around, and um, and and they found the beaver right at like underneath a baby grand piano, and the beaver was eyeing the piano legs. Oh, I, I think he was about to have Christmas dinner. That's fair. I mean, that's a very good quality wood, I'm sure. So they call the uh, the police, and the, the police get there. And I mean, this beaver, we've got pictures of the beaver. This thing is huge. Yeah, he had had a few pianos Pretty, probably at this time. A couple of grands. <laughs> Forget the baby grand. Not keyboards. It's a big old fella. So anyway, uh, the police came, and they were able to uh, to get the beaver out. And the beaver was, uh, I don't know, you know, do we have a Bucky's nearby? Oh. No, we don't. We should. We this really should be should. like an advertisement yeah, for it. But, but being at a hospital, that's the one place where you don't want to find beaver nuggets. That's true. So that's that's a terrible <laughs> that's place. That's terrible. So anyway, we have great pictures of this on the website. You're like, wait, is that the most pressing issue facing America? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, do not doubt me, America. I'm, I'm sure that's the best story the Bartlett Police had had all week. The well, best call. Uh, I loved how they they've got a great social media. Uh, director and uh, they uh, posted the picture of the uh, the beaver underneath the piano and uh, the what they wrote was nom 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 piano <laughs> piano it's like the cookie monster it is. <laughs> well done bartlett police department so you know if you're going to get arrested you may as well do it on bartlett at least they're going to you know they'll have fun with you on social media that's true i mean you It'll know go if, if you, if you got to do that all right um wow so the 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 Christmas season, ladies and gentlemen, was somewhat marred by these pro Hamas mobs that have been rampaging uh, around the nation, and it was pretty bad in New York City um, over the weekend, where uh, there were clashes between uh, the NYPD and these pro Hamas, mostly Muslim protests, by the way, folks, and and that's and and I'm going to get to that. We've talked about this in the past. This is what it sounded like, uh, cut 13. All right, so um, the um, some of the protesters blanked around and they found out. Um, they, they did, and uh, the police were not having any of it. Honestly, they should have called out the National Guard. And to have the police officers out there, the NYPD, they should have been in full tactical gear. I mean, this was a pretty violent, ugly mob of people. Um, at one point, they were actually shouting and and then pointing at police officers, shouting "Jew, Jew, Jew!" As I, I mean, look, this is getting ugly here, and it's been happening all over the country. So, in Collierville, which is a beautiful suburb of of Memphis. And I believe it's it's probably the the easternmost um, suburb in the in the city. So it's pretty it's pretty far removed from Memphis proper. But anyway, they have um, a lot of um, it's a smaller community, beautiful downtown, that quintessential southern downtown, and they have an outdoor shopping mall, which is one of the few that hasn't been overrun by the um, well anyway. Um, so you've got the, you, you've got this beautiful outdoor mall. People are doing their Christmas Eve shopping and, uh, all of a sudden this mob, this rampaging mob of uh, Muslims, they show up, they're driving in cars and they're blocking the, they're blocking the roads. 
they're waving the uh, the Palestinian flags, and uh, yeah, well, this is cut number two. So anyway, you get a flavor. This was going on and on and on. And uh, so anyway, the Muslims are coming after me now because they're saying, well, that's not terrorism. No, I believe it was. The whole point was to instill terror, fear into the hearts of these Christmas shoppers. And uh, all of this started, by the way, and in the parking lot of the Memphis Muslim Center, the Islamic Center. Uh, in Memphis, and uh, they they did this big convoy, and they were doing these convoys all over America. It wasn't just in Memphis. This is what it sounded like. Cut number three. Palestine. Oh, sweet Free Lord! Palestine forever. My ears. Okay, we're good. Uh, wow. How'd you like to be married to that? Whew, sweet mercy. Uh, so look, yeah, they were driving around and uh, the, the flying the flags, hanging out of the vehicles, and they're all masked up. They're wearing the, uh, the, the headgear, the whole nine yards. And the whole point of this is they want, they want you to be in fear. They want you to be terrified. And... Look, I was surprised. I mean, here they were in Memphis traffic honking horns. Uh, usually that'll get you shot, right? I mean, you just you don't honk your horn in Memphis. That's just kind of a rule. When I moved here, the first thing somebody said was, welcome to Memphis, whatever you do, don't honk your horn. I'm like, well, all right. Anyway, um, while all that was going on, in Union Square in uh, San Francisco, they had this beautiful Christmas tree, and they the, uh, Palestinian, the, the Palestinian mob actually scaled the tree they're throwing down the beautiful ornaments and they're they're desecrating the christmas tree with the palestinian flag you say todd what's going on here well we've talked about this for a while on this radio program and i warned you on october what was it october 7th was the terrorist attack that was a saturday then sunday the 8th on october the 9th on this program i told you that what we were facing is not some sort of a political war, a geopolitical war. We were facing a religious war, a holy war. A lot of people dismissed it. Nobody really picked up on this until about a week or two ago when people realized, wait a second, why are they trying to shut down Christmas? Because that's what the mob is doing. They're literally, they tried to shut down Christmas. They were not successful because our God is a lot bigger than that. But they were, they were trying. And so you need to understand that they're coming after the Jews and the Christians. So we're in this together. And the Muslims do not want. And by the way, I'll just, I'm wondering how, how much longer I should ask this question. But they say there are moderate Muslims out there. And if there are moderate Muslims, would love to hear from you. We keep, we keep asking for you to call in. We keep asking you to respond, but nobody ever does. But I am curious, 
because they say there are moderate Muslims out there, and yet we can't seem to find them. Haven't seen a single Muslim condemn what happened on October the 7th, and I don't think we will. I haven't seen a single moderate Muslim stand up and say, hey, leave the Christians alone. Let them celebrate the holidays. And step aside for a second. Ask yourself this question. What do you think the media response would be if it was the Christians and the Jews attacking the Muslims on their holy days? How do you think that would go over? Just think about that for a moment. So again, we are dealing with a radicalized religion that wants to destroy the Jews and the Christians. There's no way of, and you see, look, we're going to play some audio here. This is an Islamic scholar. And I think this was from a few years back. We don't have a date on when this when this happened, but it was during a big panel discussion on television. And the American Islamic scholar basically explains, and you're going to hear her say this, that they don't want to they don't want to have Christianity and 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 the Jewish faith. They don't want them existing. They don't want to be in the same world. So in other words, they want to they want to eliminate Christianity and Judaism. Cut number nine. Those practices from the West um, are rooted in Christianity. And these celebrations actually harm us. Now, the West is a multicultural society. It's not like Kuwait. We're talking apples and oranges. Over there, there is no right and wrong except what the government and the people decide is right and what they decide is wrong. If tomorrow they want to make it illegal to walk down the street wearing a hat, they can do that. But we are a Muslim society. Our, our um, constitution is based on the Sharia. And as Muslims, we believe that nobody is above God in legislating. So when we allow these things to happen, we have to be very careful. Because if you have a celebration like Christmas, perhaps, in Christmas, what is it? It's the celebration. It's not something giving gifts and having fun and singing carols. It's actually the celebration of the birth of the Son of God, who is God himself in flesh. Amen. So God himself came and was given was given birth by Mary to create Jesus, who is God. So when we say that this is okay, we are not respecting the religion. We are participating. And there's a difference between respect and participation. When you participate in something, you are saying that it is valid, that this is acceptable, that this is something that we as a society consider to be correct. But in the Quran, Allah says, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ اللَّهُ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ he is not born, he was not procreated, he is not anything. He's not the son, he's not the father, there is only one God. So when we accept these celebrations and we propagate them throughout the society, what's happening is we are accepting that. We're saying, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with saying that God has a son. You know, today I was reading that um, in one of the Christian uh, websites, we, as Christians, have to accept that Mary, the creation of God, brought forth her creator. This is the idea. This is Christmas. So there you go. They don't believe that we should have the right to celebrate Christmas. All right. So if there are any moderate Muslims out there who might disagree, we would love to hear from you. But that's, that's why they're doing what they're doing. So that's why they're shutting down. You know, they were going after Hanukkah. They were going after all of the uh, the Jewish celebrations. 
Now they're focusing on us. And this is why we need to be vigilant, because this is happening in big cities and small towns like Collierville, Tennessee. And if it's happening there, it could happen in your community. And look, we were fortunate that there was no violence in Collierville. That was certainly not the case in New York City. There was also violence over the weekend in, uh, in, in California. But Catherine Herridge from CBS News is predicting that we may have a national security event. They're calling them black swan events. And one of those could happen. A lot of people are feeling very, very uneasy. We're going to talk about that coming up after the break. 901-260-5926, our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. This Christmas, the new film from director George Clooney arrives. It's a rags-to-riches, absolute crowd-pleaser based on the number one New York Times best-selling book, the inspirational true story about one of the most difficult sports in the world and the 1936 University of Washington College rowing team that competed for gold at the Summer Games in Berlin. It'll inspire you folks. This team rowed out of need, the need to eat, and the need to sleep. And it gave them an edge that captures the power of working together to overcome all odds while rowing for America. They don't make movies like this anymore, and it's filled with wholesome content that makes it the ideal multi-generational movie for the holidays. Joel Edgerton and Callan Turner star in this exciting and incredible story of courage, hard work, and determination showcasing America at its best. Believe in each other. Believe in the impossible. The Boys in the Boat opens Christmas Day in theaters only. Get tickets now. Boysintheboatmovie.com. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Hope you have emerged from your food coma from uh, yesterday. Wow. A lot of celebrating going on out there. Also, some celebrating uh, happening in the uh, governor's office there in Colorado. Uh, have you have you seen the video of, of Jared Polis? He is the... Um, I, I, I shouldn't mention this, but it, it, may, it may or may not be relevant to the, um, the the story, but he is of the homosexual persuasion. He is not that that matters, except most gay men would never be caught dead doing what the governor was doing, uh, which is um, dancing and singing to a um, to a Christmas carol in in Spanish. Uh, cut number five. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. A little pitchy there, dog. Just a little pitchy. So, uh, Grace Baker, I know you have you you've seen the video here of of the governor. I have, and he's doing this weird like jazz hands. It's not even jazz hands though. They're like it's like you're pretending to be a horse and you're prancing back and forth there is some limp wristedness going on i mean that's it's true. a little off-putting and, <laughs> and I'm, video is... I'm just thinking you know and and the, the guy was just not dressed up it was just weird he's the governor weird. of colorado and there was some cultural appropriation going down i was like did his like kids convince him to make like a tiktok or something what is this oh, did he purchase children or how did that no. does he have kids oh i don't know i'm oh, just I, 
spitballing. A relative right, baby. Sorry, no. Spitballing. No. Oh, you can rent a womb these days. It's apparently the big the big thing in 2023. Why is Grace walking out of the studio now? Uh, we got to take a break. 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304. And start investing today. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. This is the Todd Stern Show. Exciting news, Houston, Texas. Next week, we start broadcasting in uh, that big city. That's our largest city, by the way, folks. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, you folks in Amarillo, Texas, get ready because uh, we're laying the groundwork uh, to come to your great community as well. So, Grace, you know, a little bit of news over the weekend involving this program and and the family. Yes. So this was sort of huge. And, uh, Dylan, we've sort of been teasing this for the past, I don't know, three years. And... Um, and so now yet you've you've gone and done it because you've been dating um, the sweet future Mrs. Bordop for a while now. Yeah, can we call Almost. her Miss Mary? Is that okay? You I, can call her Miss Mary. Mary. All right. So you and Miss Mary have been dating for a long time now, coming up on four years. Wow. How did you guys meet? We met online, actually, and it's, wow. it's one of those it's one of those weird things that you don't think will work out, but it worked out with us. How does that work? I mean, you just search Facebook or you scroll. Um, how does Pod, that? It's the dating apps. Yeah, there's a lot of yep. them now. Oh, really? But it is. I will say it was a Christian dating app. So, well, Christian Mingle. Do you do you want to give them a shout they out? They changed their name. I don't even oh. know what it's called now. It used to be called something else. I thought it was called Christian Mingle. They've got multiple now. I think. Well, Hot babes for the for sake Jesus. of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Chicks for Farmers Christ. Farmers only. Christian edition. Christian no. chicks. <laughs> So, so you met Miss Mary online. So you started dating, and uh, so what happened over the weekend? This is exciting news. Over the weekend, I proposed to her. Did she and say she yes? She said yes. Okay, good. <laughs> That's gr- so. I'm I'm intrigued by how all this went down. I know the story because <laughs> I was so while you were doing the deed, I uh, I was with a I was with the family doing the deed. Well, you know, taking the knee. Yeah, you're taking the knee. You're dropping to the knee. Yeah, that deed. So, but you did do that, right? Did you do it traditional? It was traditional. I did drop to the knee. I was so nervous that I almost didn't, though. Really? 
So yeah. it wasn't one of those things where the girl proposes to the guy because that's the thing now, you know. No, she oh, didn't propose to no, me. That's on America. No. Wait, girl. Wait, wait, wait. Girls propose. I've heard of this. To guys? I don't know anybody that this has happened, but you it know, equality, thing. Todd. Yeah. It is a thing. Oh, for equality's sake. That, yeah, you, that marriage is doomed. Probably. I would like to see the divorce rates on that when the woman proposes. <laughs> right, let's get Ben Dieter on that story. <laughs> so, 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 let's take us through this. So, how did you decide how are you going to do all of this? I, I wanted to recreate our first date. Um, That's romantic. And uh, I, I added a special lunch date to this. We went to the Peabody Hotel oh, downtown that's Memphis. How, that's a good choice. Do we pay you enough for that? <laughs> He'd been saving up a I had long to save time up for the date. You saved up for the date. So a beautiful brunch at the Peabody. Yeah, it was. It was very good. Uh, chicken and waffles. Oh wow! Ooh, that's Ooh, good. That's good. I don't. By the way, don't recommend that if you're nervous because it 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 upsets it's the heavy. Tummy, I What's the say. syrup? It's heavy. And the, the grease syrup. from Sugary. the chicken. Yep, yeah, that'll do it. But did you see the ducks? I saw the ducks, and I saw where they Did they, they look at you funny? Because you ate their, like, kin. <laughs> the chicken. Oh, jeez. Oh. Anyway. So By the way, they have a, they actually have a, a French restaurant there, Chez Philippe, Ooh, which is really wow. fancy. Uh, but they don't have duck on the menu out of respect. <laughs> That's a good thing. Sense. If I were, but if I were the duck master, I would be using that as, like, a weapon. I like motivation. You misbehave, you're going to dinner. Yeah, you're on Jeez. the menu tonight. That's you're animal the, cruelty. You're I think the you'd chef have, special. I think you'd have pita on that right away. All right. So you had chicken and waffles. <laughs> yes. And you're at the Peabody. Is that where you drop the or drop to the knee? No. That that was me stalling. Basically, I needed okay. time. Uh, I had helpers helping me set up where I proposed, and they needed time to set up. So basically, lunch was just a distraction, but it was a good lunch, good brunch. Took her to the rooftop of the Peabody. That's and a she thing thought for people. That's where it was going to happen. Oh, she did. I bet she thought that's where it was going to happen. That's a good spot to do it at. I will say it was raining all day, so it was the worst <laughs> oh, day for me almost. Though. Wow. And they say that's good luck on your wedding day. So yeah. Well, then there you go. Uh, but you know, I didn't do it there. That was buying time. Took her to where we got ice cream the first time uh, we went on our date. And, oh, nostalgia. And so after that, we went to the park. I took her to a park. And uh, I did it there at the park. So everything, so everything at the park was already preset. Yes. So you helpers. had your aunt was in the bushes with yep. the camera, yep. and then your sister had set everything up. Yep. And then, as you're heading to the park where you were going to reenact your first date, something very interesting occurred to you. Oh yeah, you're leaving out an important detail. <laughs> I left this out on purpose, but here we go. As we are headed to the park, I'm trying to, you know, be sweet. I'm trying to say, hey, do you remember, you know, our first date? Like, what did we do? You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, we went to this this park. And and uh, I was like, oh, this this park, not the park that we're at right now that we just pulled up in. So and you picked the wrong park. So basically. The wrong park? Hot and Grace, I picked the wrong park that we went on our first date. Whoops. Oh, no. Oops. You just keep moving. Just keep moving. So I said, um, well, we're here. So and come over here. Let's get out. <laughs> and once she saw the setup, I'm sure all was forgotten. So we knew something was up because uh, I, I was at the, we were at the house. Yes. And uh, I walk in and everybody is on their iPhone. And so you may not have known this, but everybody in that house was literally tracking your and Mary's every movement. Yes. Like the phone, tracking the, the phone. Tracking the phone. Find oh, my wow. Friends. And so the, everybody was freaking out because like, wait a second, they stopped. Why did they stop? <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, leave them alone. <laughs> Just turn your phones off. Be surprised. <laughs> 
there is no surprises here, Todd. I was way too nervous. I almost told her before I even got on a knee. It was so she knew it was coming. She knew she's you know she she's got the uh, I don't know she she should be an investigator is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> wow, she this fi- is well, she figured it out, but it was sweet. She loved the setup. Everything went perfectly after that. It was just the fact that you know it happens. There's place. always a story. Do you still do the guys still ask for the? Do you go to the dad and say, "Hey, I want to marry your daughter"? Yes, I did. Wow. How did that go? It went well. Okay, good. It well, was, I'm assuming it did. I was going to say. It went very well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. Well, I saw the ring, and it is beautiful. Gold, yellow gold, Thank my favorite. Beautiful. She, yeah, oh, it was a beautiful. Beautiful it ring. Was very, people were slightly distracted from the, the food buffet at the party <laughs> as a result of the ring. It's just shining, right. bouncing off the light. Yeah, yeah it's a wow. beautiful ring. Well, this is it. Well, congratulations. Have you guys set a date? We have not. We need uh, to get on that. Got to give them a few days. Well, and it was Christmas, right before Christmas. Yeah. So you know figure what's, it out. You know what's going to happen. The great Todd Stern Show audience, they're going to be here to help you through all of this. I do need help. Uh, yes, you do. And so we're going to do that. And uh, so any advice now that Dylan has got himself engaged, um, we want to hear from you. If you have any kind of guidance or suggestions uh, for uh, for Dylan, who will soon be a newlywed uh, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. I mean, you were just there, what, two years ago? Three years ago. Three years I ago. I know, if you can believe it. And Mercy. do you remember Governor Mike Huckabee on air gave me marriage advice? I remember that. <laughs> I don't even remember what he said. I was just like, wow, he just gave me marriage advice. That's one for the book. It's it's great. I mean, not many people can say they got marriage advice no, from Mike Huckabee. That's very true. But I know that our audience is going to ha- they're going to have some things because, you, Dylan, there are going to be things you never even knew to, to ask about. You know, landmines you don't want to step on. You're talking about wedding planning yeah, or wedding marriage? Planning. Well, you or don't war? Have, is this World War Three? You don't have anything to do with the wedding except showing up. And just saying, yes, dear, that but looks good, dear. I also don't want to be that guy that just doesn't help at all. If I'm you asked something, I will answer. I won't be like, yeah, whatever, that sounds good. What The, and the answer is always, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Looks Ryan, good to me. No, I'm not going to try to change what she wants. <laughs> that's That's for sure, but... All right. If she asked me, I will answer. Well, there this is go. exciting news. It's, uh, again, wedding bells, again, here on the Todd Stearns Radio Program. This is exciting. We're getting everybody married off. Yes. Now, next, you know, you got to get a dog. I'm, I want a dog right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's time. Then you have a little family. Oh, my. Thank you, And Grace then Merlot can play with your dog. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Perfect. All right. We got to take a quick break here. 901-260-5926. If you want to offer Dylan some advice on how to have a happy marriage, 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillow sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing 
amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen-size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506, promo code Starns. All right, Sharon is writing in. Todd, I propose to my husband. I did not kneel or anything. I just asked if we could get married. Then I told him that we'd get a tax break, and I think that's what did it. Oh, yeah, I think that may have that may have done it, Sharon. Good for you. So uh, there you go. All right, um, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. So Kamala Harris was um, in the news. Uh, she was, uh, first of all, she and her husband uh, posted a photograph of them celebrating Christmas. But it turns out that an, an astute observer noticed a digital clock in the background, and and it was not Christmas. The photograph had had actually been taken on Christmas Eve, so she's fake celebrating Christmas. And now we understand that Kamala Harris is uh, celebrating Kwanzaa, and she's lighting the candles, and I don't know, whatever you do for Kwanzaa, it's a made-up holiday. Uh, cut number 10. Happy holidays, everyone. I wanted to take a moment to send my warmest wishes to everyone celebrating Kwanzaa. Like so many other holidays, we will be celebrating Kwanzaa a little differently this season in our home. We'll be doing it over Zoom. You know, my sister and I, we grew up celebrating Kwanzaa. Every year, our family would, and our extended family, we would gather around across multiple generations and we tell stories. The kids would sit on the carpet and the elders would sit in chairs. And, and we would light the candles and, of course, afterwards have a beautiful meal. And, of course, there was always the discussion of the seven principles. And my favorite, I have to tell you, was always the one about self-determination, Kujichagalia. And, you know, essentially it's about, you know, it's about be, be and do. Um, be the person you want to be and do the things you want to do and do the things that need to be done. Um, it's about not letting anyone write our future for us, um, but instead going out and writing it for ourselves. And that principle motivates me today as we seek to confront the challenges facing our country and to build a brighter future for all Americans. So to everyone who is celebrating, happy Kwanzaa from our family to yours okay i'm calling crapola here i i don't believe i don't believe that she and her family were celebrating kwanzaa the way she described it first of all kwanzaa was actually created back in 1966 so she was a little baby and it's not like this thing all of a sudden became a national holiday where every minority in the nation was celebrating kwanzaa it took a long long time so for her to come out there and say she talked about her elders all right, who are the elders that were celebrating? Because, again, it started in 1966, so it's impossible. It, it, there's no way that this all happened the way she said it happened. 
But let's just assume for the sake of the argument that one-and-a-half-year-old Kamala Harris was celebrating Kwanzaa. If she was celebrating Kwanzaa back in 1966, she was celebrating the original version of the, um, it's not even a holiday, it's an event. And I want you to hear this. This is from the actual history of Kwanzaa. The whole point was to give black people an alternative to the existing holiday of Christmas and give black people an opportunity to celebrate themselves and their history rather than simply imitate the practice of the dominant society. By the way, Kwanzaa was founded by a member of the Black Power Movement. He said, you must have a cultural revolution before the violent revolution. So there you go. It was meant to be an alternative to Christmas. By the way, the founder of Kwanzaa, Malukaringa is his name, did not like Christians. Says Jesus was psychotic and Christianity was a white religion that black people should shun. So this is what, I mean, if we are to believe what Kamala Harris just spewed into your ears, then she was celebrating this version of Kwanzaa. Because it wasn't until years later, like 1997, that they started moving away from this, uh, we hate white people, we hate Christians. So she can't have it both ways. So quite frankly, we need to be asking Kamala Harris what exactly about the original origins of Kwanzaa that she embraced. Do you get do you get presents? I <laughs> By the way, I I got a I got a text message over the weekend from somebody who works in the business. And um it's it's funny because the Christians a lot of times have to work all the holidays and then the other religious groups get to double dip. And it's it sort of cranks me up that that's the way it is, but it just seems to me that there's some sort of I don't know holiday hospitality, right? Where if if you're a holiday, let's just say you celebrate Hanukkah, then you would volunteer to work on Christmas. Um, instead, a lot of people don't do that. And so then the, <laughs> so I guess this person was complaining. I said, well, I hate to break it to you, but that's the way it goes. Suck it up, buttercup. That's what I say. By the way, coming up in just a little while, we're going to be talking to Ryan Walters, who is the superintendent of Oklahoma School System. He's eliminating DEI programs. I love this guy. It's going to be a great conversation. Also, we're going to be talking to the former sheriff of San Diego, Josiah O'Neill. He's got a brand new book out, and we'll be talking to him about that. I have to tell you about our good friends over at Newsmax, uh, folks. Uh, Christmas just passed. I've got a great gift idea, and the best part about it, right now it is free. And who doesn't want free, especially after spending an arm and a leg on Christmas presents? So I want to encourage you to give yourself the new streaming service, Newsmax Plus. So it's not like woke Netflix or Disney Plus or Hulu. Uh, Newsmax Plus is just pretty awesome. You're going to get Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly. You're also going to get a lot of movies and documentaries. By the way, Newsmax Plus just launched, and more than 180,000 people have signed up. That's massive. 
Newsmax Plus lets you watch the Newsmax channel on your phone or home TV, um, your app, you name it. And it's the only streamer to give you all of the Donald Trump rallies. Fox News, they censor most of the Donald Trump rallies, which is why you need to get Newsmax Plus today. Now, here's the deal. It is free to start. All you have to do is go to NewsmaxPlus.com, and you can start your free trial by going to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Millions are switching to Newsmax, so try it free today. Uh, Folks, uh, man, next year it is going to be wild. Uh, We're adding more stations going to be doing a lot of speaking engagements. And of course, the brand new book, my brand new book comes out in March, and it is going to be awesome. Uh, very excited about the early reviews. President Trump wrote the uh, wrote the forward to the book, and we have a lot of great endorsers. The name of the book is called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? And you know I'm a hopeful person, so the answer to that question is yes, and I show you how in the book. And it's based on an obscure speech that Ronald Reagan delivered many, many years ago about our national anthem. So I would encourage you uh, during the break, go check out Twilight's Last Gleaming. It's available for pre-order right now. So you can go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, wherever you get your books. Um, You folks in Memphis, Novel Memphis, and uh, help us out. Pre-order a copy or two or three. And we'll be telling you more about that in the coming months. We'll be right back, folks. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's a- I was slightly distracted uh, by a headline coming out of Rand Paul's office. Apparently, we're funding studies on transgender monkeys, and we're getting them high on meth. So (laughs) we'll talk more about that in just a little while. It's uh, Folks, it's insane. What can I tell you? Hey, welcome to the program. Great to have you with us. Write down our telephone number. You will need this. Uh, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260. 260-5926. By the way, Cheryl is sending me a text for Dylan Grace Baker. Uh, she says she loved Dylan's proposal story. Congratulations. I think that's an applause emoji. Aww. Never end your day angry. That's the advice. Oh, that's true. That's good advice. Always kiss and make up before going to sleep at night. That's true. Oh, there's like a little smiley face emoji blowing a kiss. Oh, so, that's sweet. By the way, the Bartlett Police Department, the beaver story, yes. they had like a little beaver emoji. Oh, I didn't knew? know there was a beaver emoji. Oh, and uh, my apologies. You know, when we make a mistake here on the program, we fess up to it, unlike some of the other talk radio hosts mm-hmm. out there. I, I suggested that it was actually Punxsutawney Phil who had invaded the hospital. 
But someone told me that Punxsutawney Phil is a um, groundhog. Oh, that's true. It's, it's very not different. a beaver. Yeah, don't insult them now. Yeah, and I was, yes, they were very critical of my barnyard knowledge. Cultural appropriation, I it guess. It is. <laughs> By the way, you know what I'm excited about? Speaking about educating yourself, I'm very excited about what's happening in Oklahoma right now, where they have a rock-solid conservative in the position of superintendent, uh, Ryan Walters. Uh, he has introduced some initiatives that will eliminate all DEI programs. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, Mr. Walters, great to have you with us. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, Todd. Hope you had a Merry Christmas as well. And I sure appreciate uh, you leading the charge on this fight. We appreciate you very much. Well, I, I'm excited about this. And and the, the implications here, I was telling people, if you're an employer and you're looking for somebody who knows their pronouns and can actually add and subtract and read, get somebody from Oklahoma because you guys are doing it the right way. Right. You know, I mean, and that's been our position from the beginning, right, is, is what we have seen is a bunch of left-wing radicals take over and control our education system, frankly, for decades. It started in higher ed, and they have completely controlled our K-12 system. Well, we're, we're not going to allow it uh, a second longer. There will be no diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Oklahoma. There will be no DEI officers. There will be no DEI criteria for any programs in our K-12 system. We're going to run it out of town, and you know what? We're going to replace it um, with going back to meritocracy, going back to telling kids God created you all uniquely with unique talents, and we know that God wants to see the most out of those talents. And frankly, what we have done is we've sacrificed the belief of individual achievement at the altar of wokeism, and it's going to stop right here right now in Oklahoma. Ryan, I'm curious how this is playing at Department of Education headquarters. Um, are, are you getting any blowback? Well, I will tell you, you know, not not in our agency now. I mean, I had to fire over 100 employees in my first few months there. It has just become um, infested with a bunch of left-wing um, radicals that the previous Democrat superintendent put in place. But we're really clear. Here's where we're headed. We're going to go back to um, high expectations, a conservative viewpoint here on education, school choice. And, and frankly, we've been very clear on this. We're going to put God back in school. We're going to embrace prayer. We're going to embrace biblical principles. We're going to talk about the Bible and its role in American history. And look, if you don't want to do that, there's the door. And um, we, we fired a, a lot of folks, ran them out. And we've now got an agency that's laser focused on student outcomes. Now, the teachers union and our Democrats across the aisle there are losing their mind every step of the way. But we've listened to parents uh, for, for years now on this, and they have been loud and clear. Get us our schools back, put us in charge, and let's get these kids back to learning the basics, not to every every uh, left-wing ideology uh, that the Marxists can come up with. So I, I love this. It is, it's terrific, and this is a really a blueprint, Ryan, that I think other states could follow down the road. Look, I completely agree. I think Oklahoma, we are laying out the blueprint on how to get back to a focus in our schools on academic success, on the basics that, that we know will, you know, it'll help make kids employable. But number one, it'll help you lead to a higher quality of life. Knowledge is a gateway for you to start understanding yourself better, the world around you. You start to develop your own talent. We have robbed our kids of this because of these these activists that have invaded our classrooms. And you've got to go back. You've got to put these rules in place. And I'll tell you the other part, Todd, you got to enforce them. We've sat here. We have taken away um, teacher certificates who refuse to obey the law and continue to push critical race theory. 
We have taken uh, schools' accreditation and dinged their accreditation, saying if you push critical race theory, if you violate our laws, you won't be an accredited school in Oklahoma. We're just not going to allow it. The left will continue going as far as we let them go. You've got to put these rules and laws in place, and you've got to go out there and enforce them and get our schools back on track. I'm curious, have you been able to, were you able to go in, you take office, were you able to delineate, okay, here's where we are now as a school district with the DEI programs in place, here's what it used to be. Can you talk about some of the changes that you saw that concerned you? Yes, sir. So one of the first things we did is we required districts to turn over documentation on any kind of DEI program they had. We actually required it of higher ed as well to see where are these programs. And you know what we found? This is where we found the American Library Association. They had embedded themselves in our districts and in our agency. So we threw the American Library Association and their, I mean, self-proclaimed Marxist president out of the state. We then went in and started finding these type of nonprofit groups that had embedded themselves in our schools. We found a CCP, Communist Chinese Party-funded group in Tulsa Public Schools. We ran them out of the state as well. And so this is what came, but I will say the first step was a requirement of transparency around schools' budgets. You guys are going to show us where you're spending money. You're going to give us the, and we said, you got to give us the material. I want to see what you're handing kids. I want to see what you're training our teachers with. And with that, we began to really start unraveling all of these tentacles um, that the left had put into our schools. And so we just have one by one had just been rooting them out and then frankly, replacing them with curriculum like PragerU. We now have PragerU available in every school um, for every parent to be able to utilize. And we're going to keep pushing content that actually talks about American values, actually talks about our Judeo-Christian faith. And that's what we're going to we're not only going to take out the woke nonsense, we want to replace it back with what is good, what is true, what is valuable um, in understanding America. And I understand no more drag queens, no, no more of this gender studies garbage. You know, we uncovered, we had an administrator over here that was moonlighting as a drag queen, bragging about while they're doing their drag queen appearances that they're actually an administrator at the school. And then they he hired another drag queen in the school. And we, we passed the rule and said, listen, there's got to be a sexual code of conduct um, for our teachers. You can't be a stripper. You can't be a drag queen. You can't bring all this this ideology. And we know. We know what they're doing with this. They are trying to sexualize our kids. They are trying to turn our kids into a social justice warrior. The conversations we've heard that administrators and teachers have had with kids around sex and transgenderism is outrageous. It should never happen. We have got to hone this in. We have got to focus in and make sure that the adults around our kids are actually trying to educate them, not indoctrinate them. So, no, there's not going to be any drag queens in the classroom or administration in Oklahoma. We're not going to allow this overly sexualized material into our classroom. We banned pornography in schools. We banned any conversation around transgenderism with kids in our schools. And we're going to continue to protect parents' rights because, again, yeah, I hear it every day. Parents want to know that their schools are not going to try to indoctrinate their kids, and we've got to be aggressive on this front. So I'm curious to know what advice you would give. There are so many school districts around the nation where there are nonpartisan races, and there's been a lot of pushback in some cities and communities. Uh, Parents have, have been saying, hey, we need to know who the Republicans and Democrats are so at least we can figure out where people stand on the issues. How important is that to have those partisan school board races. Does that make any difference? Huge difference. I'm going to say two things on that, Todd. Number one, a lot of states, and we're working on moving this 
they have their school board elections at, at really off cycle. So they're, they're at a strange time of the year. They're not on a primary or general cycle. Turnout is very low, and the teachers' unions drive turnout. So you'll have 300 people vote. 250 of them will be members or relatives of members of the teachers' union, and they'll get people into these boards. We've got to elevate the elections, number two. Absolutely. People need to tell you what party they are in. The left has politicized schools for 40 years. And now that conservatives are fighting back just to get in common sense curriculum, just to bring us back to the basics on what we should be focused on, they're acting like the right's politicizing it. The left has completely controlled education for 30 plus years. We have got to get these folks to be transparent. Are you a Democrat? Why are you running for this office? Why are you taking money from the teachers union? We've got to get good, solid conservatives on school boards to, to get this uh, ship turned around. And I will say, the left, this has been a long play for them. They understood they control media. They control higher ed. Um, they control so much of the way to influence the public. If they control K-12 schools, you know, outside of the church, they have controlled every major, uh, uh, you know, uh, ability to influence the next generation. So we absolutely have to win this, this war. And I think a big part of it is, as you said, we've got to get good people on our school boards. So we have one really great member that joined the Tulsa Public School School Board. And man, she is just, uh, just, just shaking things up, demanding transparency, demanding them pull these DEI programs. It's amazing what just one super solid board member um, can do. That's that is so encouraging. I have to imagine to a lot of people listening today, uh, Ryan. Uh, man, congratulations! You you really have been doing what a lot of people say they're going to do. But you went in there, you got yourself elected, and you are going to town. And and we're so excited about that. Well, I appreciate it very much, and I'm going to tell you, the, one of the most surprising things to me about it is I've had my fellow Republicans attacking me, some of them getting money from the teachers' union, telling me, slow down, hey, don't go, why are you doing all these things? We know you talked about it during the election, but, you know, you, you, you don't go do them. You, you just keep campaigning on them. And I go, guys, I guess I didn't get the memo. Okay, when I went out and told the voters I was going to do this, I meant it. I think this is why people are so fed up. Uh, of so many Republicans that go out and say that they're going to do things and don't do them. We are acting with a sense of urgency to get our schools back on track, listening to the will of the voters, listening to the will of parents and community leaders, and we are not going to slow down. Good for you. And, and we're, we we got your back, so you let us know. Uh, you catch any blowback, you let us know, and we'll step in. Absolutely. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for letting me on today. All right. Ryan Walters, everybody. He is the superintendent of public instruction in the great state of Oklahoma. What do you think about that? And by the way, I hear from so many Republicans that they're saying, Todd, even our own party is fighting against us. But folks, when you have partisan school board races, you know the good guys from the bad guys. I mean, it really is that simple. And at least you've got a fighting chance then. But I'm telling you, the key here to taking back the school's partisan school board races, and you just heard it from Ryan Walters, who has now eliminated all DEI programs in public schools, no more drag queens, no more gender studies programs, and they're bringing God back into the classroom. What do you think about that? 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, 
social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Just got an urgent email from Jeff Stein from radio station KXEL, the blowtorch of the Midwest. Our friends in Waterloo, Cedar Falls, and Cedar Rapids. Uh, Todd, I received a couple of voicemails from Stern's listeners in my hometown of Toledo, Iowa. Grateful that Todd gave an update on the nativity scene squabble I've shared information about. Oh, by the way, that's the um, so they had the, the nativity scene in front of the fire station. And um, somebody said, no, you can't do that. you got to take down the baby Jesus. And then they said, well, if you put in Santa Claus, then it's okay. So they put in Santa Claus. They should have put in a kneeling Santa Claus. That would have been that would have really triggered the atheist. But apparently, Grace Baker, I misspoke. And I called Uh-oh. it Topeka, Uh-oh. Iowa, instead of Toledo. Oh, can't do that, Todd. Very My- different places. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah, very. Yeah, I mean Topeka, Kansas, and to, yeah, I don't know. What and Topeka is probably getting all these calls. Like, what did we do wrong? I'm sorry, wrong place. How dare you do that at the fire department? What did we do at the what fire do do? department? It oh dear. Uh, Jeff says we're going to give you a tour of Toledo when you come on the book tour. Maybe even a photo in front of the Butter Cow Tribute sculpture. Oh wow! Butter Cow Tribute. I wonder what kind of butter they use salted or unsalted that's a good point i don't know we'll find out it's like a real cow made out of butter is that is that the story here i feel like that wouldn't fare well in the summertime uh, may, well it could be in a refrigerated case or something that's true i i don't know well uh, thank you mr stein moving on to festivus so every year dr Rand paul releases the Festivus report on government waste. And this year, uh, $900 billion, that's billion with a B, in government waste. I'm concerned about a couple of things specifically. First of all, the National Institutes of Health spent $2.7 million to study Russian cats walking on a treadmill. Grace, how much would you have charged the government to put Merlot on the treadmill? I don't know, man. She would be a good test subject. She is a really fast dog. You do it for a million bucks. Yeah. Save save $1.7 million for the taxpayers. Uh, also, there was a study done on Barbies that were used. So I guess when the um, people were applying for COVID paychecks, they used Barbie dolls as their proof of ID. What? So they would take a picture of Barbie and, um, you know. Just taking inspiration from the movie, I guess. I guess so. Um, oh, here we go. This is, and this is where it gets weird. So they, they also spent almost $500,000, almost a half a million dollars to study HIV in transgender monkeys. Transgender monkeys? So what is a transgender monkey? That's a good question. Is it like a monkey that identifies as a gerbil? Oh. Or like, or is it like interspecies? I don't want to know. Is that what we're talking about here? It's all very concerning. Also, they were apparently uh, letting the monkeys smoke meth. Oh my gosh. Some funky stuff going down. Again, PETA. 
something, the Humane Society. It's terrible. Uh, The Defense Department spent $8,300 on a lobster tank. All right, fine. Go to Red Lobster if you like that. Uh, Yes, $12 million to study meth head monkeys. Transgender meth head monkeys. Well, no, I think, well, I don't know. These may be different monkeys. It's it's not clear right now. This is very disturbing. But the fact is that, um, oh, oh, this is crazy. Dr. Fauci. not more puppies. He got $33.2 million to run Monkey Island. Oh, my gosh. There's something freaky going on. Why are there so many monkeys? South Carolina. Locals know it as Monkey's Island, a 3,000-monkey colony. And uh, they spent $33 million to house, feed, and care for the monkeys before they're shipped to research labs around the country. So this is sort of like Guantanamo Bay for the monkeys, I guess. I'm telling you. Plan- Getmo. Planet of the Apes. It's coming. And I don't know. I'm not sure I want to be around a, a monkey hopped up on meth. I'm just saying. That that doesn't end well. All right. Got to take a break here, folks. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Uh, This item coming in from north of the border. Fox News reporting that free tampons and menstrual pads are going to be available in Canadian government-controlled men's bathrooms. This is happening at Parliament. You know, I think this is actually a good idea. I think it makes sense. We're talking about Canadian men here. They may need the tampons. Oh, gosh. That's terrible. It, it is what it is. Terrible. By the way, Grace, I'm going through the 25 yes. pages of the um, the Festivus, the list of grievances. Yes. And it turns out we're spending $1.7 billion a year. Uh, this is from the Agricultural Research Service um, at the USDA. We're spending a lot of money to determine uh, how hot your dog gets when they walk outside. Oh, why? Is this a big issue for you? Not really. I think I more have issue with like if it's really hot outside and her paws hit the hot pavement, that can like burn. Do their you paw know? Pads. Does Merlot tell you I'm hot? Well, I need a fresco. Okay, it kind of is just common sense. <laughs> just look at your dog. Are they going <laughs> panting? And it's a hundred degrees outside. Then they're probably hot. They're hot. All right. So according to <laughs> according to the report here, um, the USDA spent all of this money cutting-edge research okay. to support a summer study that walked 16 dogs of two different colors. Oh, wow. And then they measured their rectal temperatures. Oh. So I guess they were sticking a, a probe Thermometer. up their butts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I have heard that dogs with, like, black fur get hotter than dogs with, like, white fur. I have heard that. <laughs> why is that important? Why do we need to be spending all this money I don't money know why we need to know that. I mean, it's just like if you put a black jacket on. 
you usually get a little so warmer. So you're saying that that black-haired dogs and what there's a difference between black-haired yes. dogs and white-haired. But again, it's common sense. Well, you see this is where you're wrong. Oh, According oh. to the research, no. The, the their labradors, those are the kinds of dogs they use. Okay. And the, they found that the labradors fur color did not affect what? their body temperature. Oh, well then see that's a wives tale. Okay. Okay. Well, that's why I guess so that they could Disprove that once and for all, I guess. But how much money did that take? I mean, why would I just don't understand? Why that. would you spend millions of or hundreds of thousands of dollars to find that out? I don't know. It makes absolutely <laughs> so many more pressing issues. It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, uh, no sense. Uh, the government also paid thirty-eight million dollars to dead people. Oh, lovely. That's wait, wait, wait. So we've already got. Were they paying them to vote? Is that it? <laughs> oh, that's good. That, that's good. This is insanity. Uh, the amount of money that we're wasting, $900 billion. Oh, here we go. So they. All, I wanted to get to the meth head monkeys. Okay, okay. yes, I need the meth so, head monkeys. Right. Come on. Uh, so we're waiting for a guest, which is why we're talking about meth head monkeys. So, um, <laughs> it's the day after Christmas, you well, know. It is what it is. So apparently they were tracking the monkey's sleep habits, and they implanted wire leads running into the head through what? the eye orbit. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. You know, if that happened to me, I would want meth, too. And then they send them to the Monkey Island. That's what they're doing. Does meth make you like? Is that the one that makes you? I don't know. All right. I don't know anything about that, Todd. But I imagine monkeys on meth are a little violent, I would imagine. I mean, again, have we seen Planet of the Apes? Like, I'm just imagining that sort of a scenario. I would say if you put... If you put a wire lead through the eye orbit of a beaver, uh, it would be irate. That too. It'd be I think the theme of today's show, Todd, is animals. We've got beavers, animals method gone monkeys, wild. dogs. There it's you go. True. Animals gone wild. Thank you, Grace Baker. All right, 901-260-5926. If you've got a method monkey you want to talk about, that's 901-260-5926. This is a weird last week of the show. Okay, we've had moving into the new year. This is not the last week. No, I'm about to say that sounds very apocalyptic. Uh, Anyway, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a brand new book out. And uh, we have a copy of it here. It's a pretty nice book. It's called Defining Truth, Articulating America's Worldview. The foreword is written by a good friend of this program, Pastor Jack Hibbs. And right now on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is the author of the book, uh, Josiah O'Neill, and he has a great and storied history working as a special agent with the Diplomatic Security Service and um, a former sheriff down in San Diego. Uh, Josiah, what an honor to have you with us today. Hey, good morning, uh, at least for me out here on the West Coast. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, before we jump into the book, I, I wanted to get your take on something that was said over the weekend. Catherine Herridge from CBS News, uh, she and I worked together a number of years at Fox. Um, she was on one of the Sunday shows, and here is something that she predicted was about to happen. Well, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons, uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. And not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. 
Josiah, I, I'm curious to hear from you. Do you share similar concerns, or is she um, is she overstating the issue? Well, absolutely, and I think she's actually just reflecting what many people throughout the country feel as well. I mean, uh, she aptly named or used the term black swan, of course, referring to events that are difficult to predict or off normal course, and I think that's spot on with uh, incidents involving China, Uh, Recently, uh, as of yesterday, we hear that um, there was a cyber attack in Israel. Of course, you mentioned Ukraine and Russia. It's become quite the unpredictable world. And I think adding to that sense of uneasiness is the tumultuous state of American politics here. As Americans, I think many feel that the left has taken a hard stance against our values and our nation. Of course, that makes it all the more unpredictable going forward. Well, the other thing that concerns me, and we've had a number of Congress folks on over the past six months talking about not if, but when. They're incredibly concerned about terrorist attacks on American soil. And and yet we have this open porous border. Uh, what they found, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago, 10 IEDs near the border. And, and you wonder, do we have sleeper cells in this country waiting to be activated? Well, I think undoubtedly there are an untold number of threats that, that we're simply unaware of. And that's an uh, interesting segue into what I'm currently doing. So as you mentioned, I spent quite a few years working in public service, about 20 in all, between the military and you mentioned the State Department under Mike Pompeo and, and uh, law enforcement as well. I think a lot of those within my industry and current active peers that I get to touch base with often are are seriously concerned about the degrading effects that leftism has had on American preparedness. Uh, Of course, you mentioned the border, and it goes so much deeper into the intelligence side, cyber events, infrastructure issues. Because the left has adapted this hard anti-American stance culturally, it has affected our readiness. And we see that at all levels. When you talk to anybody in Border Patrol or CBP, um, the morale is through the floor. Talk to law enforcement officers, same thing. And all the while, you have what seems to be mainstream Republicans who refuse to engage in the aptly named culture war. And that's kind of what I'm doing now is after all those years in service, we realized that kicking doors and being at the front end of the tactical or kinetic event, we were not affecting the change that bureaucrats were having. And at least my opinion and theory, as I articulate in the book, is that this all boils back down to the culture war. America's forgotten who she is and we've lost our way, and now we're seeing the trickle-down effect in a very, very real way when it comes to national security. The the name is, the name of the book, folks, Defining Truth, Articulating America's Worldview, and I would agree there, we we are facing so many issues um, with regard to truth and absolute truth, and I don't think we have absolute truth in this country anymore, Josiah, Uh, and and that's a problem uh, both on the left and the right, uh, especially on social media, where you really, it's hard to it's hard to know what to believe these days. Absolutely correct. There, there, there is a real lack of wisdom, I would say, to put it into a little Christianese term. There's plenty of intelligent people, um, if we could call them that, on both sides of the aisle, but there are few who are wise. And and simply put, that's under being able to take the events around you and the data and properly articulated into an applicable sense. You know, we see this in the intelligence world where uh, information is just that, information. Tons of information flows into government agencies that are out there protecting our country. But it takes the intelligent and wise analyst to take all of that data 
and make sense of it, and that's when we call it intelligence. Now, we see that occurring on the cultural level as well. You mentioned social media. We have 90-plus percent of people's news intake occurs via social media platforms now. This is a tremendous problem because essentially we've moved from trusted sources to anybody has a soapbox and can say whatever they want. Now, of course, both sides have weaponized that to an extent, but there's been no greater gift to the progressive Marxism in this country than to wholesale allow propaganda to freely flow while mitigating your opponents. So what I mean by that is, as, as I'm sure you're aware, the left is able to push their agenda and their ideology via social media and uh, you know other forms, including mainstream media. And as soon as you disagree or dissent from that opinion, you're 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 labeled as in, in, you know untold number of of names. You're an insurrectionist. You're wrong. You're etc. You get banned. So you know what what really needs to happen, and, and I see this a lot amongst a younger crowd. People are searching for wisdom, and of course, my opinion, as I articulate in the book, is I believe that that wisdom comes from the fear of God, as our forefathers did. And if America will get back to seeking wisdom in biblical values that we were founded on, I think there's hope, and that's really the message. All right. Well, uh, we're going to leave it there. Uh, congratulations on the book, and folks, we have a direct link to it over on our Thank website, uh, Defining Truth, Articulating America's Worldview written by Josiah O'Neill, and, of course, uh, the foreword uh, written by our good friend, Pastor Jack Hibbs. Josiah, uh, congratulations, and we appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you, sir, and Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, there you go, folks. Good book. Get yourself a copy uh, wherever you uh, get your books. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us on the Todd Stearns Radio Show as we wrap up Christmas heading into the new year. Uh, Let's go to North Carolina. Carrington is listening to us on the talk station, wants to chat about meth monkeys. Do you have a monkey that's hooked on meth, Carrington? <laughs> How you doing, Todd? I'm, I'm doing and, good. And <laughs> That's good. And uh, no, I wish, because if I did, I'd probably be making some money. I'd, I'd have like a little side show or something and charge like $5. <laughs> have like a TikTok <laughs> the monkey do whatever a monkey would do on meth. I was hearing you talk about the border, Todd, and I'm not, I, I'm not trying to switch it up on you or anything, but I figured I'd talk about this is more important. You were talking about sleeper cells in this country. I think that China has definitely been in on that, especially with Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden's kind of like a Benedict Arnold. Like, he let China in through the back door, and they got farmland, and they just, they just and they got, like, they busted that cop place in San Francisco. So, like, I wouldn't put it past. Well, something interesting, and and when you see the caravans of people, and by the way, they're saying this new caravan could 
you could have upwards of 15, 20,000 people uh, by the time it reaches the border. Take a close look at the people coming across. It's not like they're all mixed in together. You got the Chinese together, you got the North Africans together, the Middle Eastern crowd together, then all the South Americans. So it, it's something just smells of all of this. It clearly is organized. And there is some sort of an effort afoot to destabilize this country. And that's why so many people, illegals, are crossing this border. We are literally watching armies of young men coming into this country. Every single one of them is well-dressed, well-groomed. They have great clothes and shoes, and they're all armed with smartphones. These are not impoverished people we're talking about. Yeah, and just like I agree 100% with you, Todd, like 100%. And just like uh, that app that was made for the migrants so they could find their way to the to the border, like, like how is that even legal? <laughs> well, it's look, th- this is going to continue, and and until President Trump gets into office and, and he can put a stop to it. But I'm telling you right now, we need to find every single – I know this is a very unpopular position – Every person who has come to this country illegally needs to be removed, every single one of them. However many millions of people that is, they've got to go. Uh, Carrington, appreciate that call. I was kind of hoping Carrington had a meth monkey. I thought that's what he wanted to talk about. Happy to talk about the border, but the meth monkey is kind of entertaining. I'm just saying. I love this story out of Fox Business. So there's a businessman in Melbourne, Australia, and he's got a pretty clever way to figure out how to hire people to find out what kind of a person somebody is. It's a there's and he there's this great little test. So when everybody some somebody comes in for a job interview, and they the the owner of the company offers them a cup of coffee, right? A, would you like a beverage? Sure, I'm a little parched. I'll take a fresca. And so you're you're given the fresca. And you're sitting there, you're drinking the fresca, and then the interview process is over, and then you get up and you shake hands and you leave. There's a good chance you're not going to get a job because the guy says what he does, he waits to see what the candidate does with the empty cup. This is I should have done this here at, at the radio station. Yeah, you kind of just said, we need people, Grace. We'll hire you. I didn't. I should have offered you a fresco. You should. Why do I keep talking well, about fresco? That's what I just said to producer Dylan. I said, "Why are we doing fresco?" I don't know. I've never even had a fresco. Wait, what? No. Oh, it's delicious, refreshing. Is it? What is it? It's like I don't know, but it, I, some people say it's grapefruit. Does it have meth in it? No, it doesn't have. Stop. It might. I don't know. It's addictive. Okay, well, clearly, like meth. It's like I only drink Canada Dry. That's the only kind of ginger ale I oh, will drink. Oh, okay. Except for, well, there's a, there's another off-brand, which is really good, but uh, by and large. Did you see Sierra Mist? It's not Sierra Mist anymore. It's wait, called Starry. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. What Seriously, happened to Sierra it Mist? It's Starry now. It was 7-Up, wasn't it? Or is that no, something that different? still exists. That's or like Sprite? a cherry flavor. There's Sprite. That's a different drink. Ugh, Keep up, drink. Todd. I'm sorry. It's... It's hard to keep up these days. I mean, you're just lost in the fresco. I'm, so. I really am. And the uh, Coke Zero, can't stand it. Uh, yeah, no. Just drink real Coca-Cola Not a at big that fan. point. But I'm curious. This is fascinating. So he says if the if the person gets up and does not take the cup back into the kitchen, then 
he says that's probably a person they're not gonna they're not gonna hire. They don't clean up after themselves. They don't clean up after themselves. That's true. That's it. It's always the small stuff. See, it's like at church when you have the little communion cup. Do you stick it in the back of the chair or do you go throw it away when you leave? Or do you like put your pinky finger in there and just swirl it around to get the rest of the uh, Welch's grape juice? Ew, you have to be pretty desperate to do that. <sighs> One time, I went down to a, a church in New Orleans, and they ran out of the um, they ran out of the wafers, so they had to use garlic oyster crackers. Oh wow! I just took a handful. Oh, Todd. I know. Greedy. It was was it a lunchtime good. service? It was, and thing. it was a long service. When it starts at like 1130 and you're like, yeah. geez, I'm hungry. You got to have a snack. <laughs> this do in remembrance of me. All right. Uh, we got to take a break here, folks. Matt Gates, Kirk Cameron coming up next. By the way, check out ToddStarns.com. We'll be right back, America. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 